0: what's the worst damage you've caused? I myself may not have caused that much material damage, but a friend of mine told me the other day how one late night he drove a van into a parking garage in a hotel in Barcelona and got stuck under the roof. Upon reversing the car, all of the roof tiles on that level came down in a chain reaction. They buried all the cars that were parked on that level. Obviously nobody could leave the next morning which resulted in a lot of compensation claims for missed flights and business meetings, besides all the damage that was done to the garage and many cars. It took a bunch of lawyers and insurance companies four years to get it all sorted out. There was a house for sale in my neighborhood that was empty for about three months. During that period, a group of friends and I pushed a huge freaking boulder into the deep end of the swimming pool. To be clear, it was poised right on the edge, begging to be pushed. Fast forward after a few months, a friend not involved in the incident tells me that his dad just bought a new house. Only downside is the new house has a boulder in the pool. Oops. Your friend's dad has terrible taste in real estate. He lives in a goddamn boulder stuck in a pool? I erected a tower crane with the base that was improperly engineered. Two months later, it fell, collapsing one building, damaging two others, killing one man, injuring the operator, and shutting down the job. I think the ballpark financial end was around $20 million in damages, and it's all undisclosed. I wasn't the reason that there was a failure, but that damage was ridiculous. Trip to Spain with my high school. Beer plus dishwashing soap plus giant fountain in the middle of a town equals chaos. They closed the four main roads the next day. They brought in a fire truck from a neighboring town just to clean up the bubbles. Local newspaper blamed it on American tourists. We were Canadian. It freaking blows me away that nobody has done this to the Grand Haven musical fountain yet, which is the size of a football field. On a side note, I did this to our hot tub back when I was a teen and then blamed it on the neighbor kid. Freaking bubbles everywhere. Clear out to the driveway. Took about five times of draining the hot tub to get all the bubbles to stop. I live in GH and I'm sure it would be absolutely crazy if done right. From what I've heard though is that they have guys up by the pumps when the show is going to keep an eye on things. I'd imagine it would be difficult to pull off successfully. Actually, it would be very possible. You are right. We do have someone on the hill and someone in the stadium. If someone were to dump soap in it, the show would still go on. It has only been canceled like three times in 48 years of operation. Plus, we would most likely not notice the soap until it was too late. The nozzles aerate the water too, so the bubbles would be out of control. It just blows me away that no pranksters have tried this. But I am glad at the same time because cleanup would be hell. Uh, I think I've done this in my sink when I wash dishes when I was 11 or 12 I went to visit my sister in Germany we were getting ready for a dinner party that she was throwing later that night so we were busily getting the final items we needed at the local market it was a bit hectic as it was a little market they only had these tiny baskets for all of your stuff and no carts so she asked me to hold a bottle of champagne as we were waiting in line I was being a stupid kid and trying to balance the bottle on the punt the little divot on the bottom of the bottle, on one finger. Naturally, I screwed it up and dropped the bottle. Anyone who's ever dropped a bottle of champagne knows those things explode with force and a lot of noise. This, in a foreign country, is embarrassing enough as is. But then this guy next to me cries out and collapses on the ground clutching his knee blood is squirting all over the floor and making a big pool. this lady starts screaming and i just stand there not knowing what the hell happened turns out a shard of glass had got under the guy's kneecap and severed an artery and some ligaments he ended up having to go to the hospital that day and have surgery the cherry on top dude was a mountain climber and he was leaving to climb the matterhorn the next day my jaw was literally left open after reading this i think i would hate all children if this happened to me I used to work at a major appliance warehouse in the summer, and during my first month as a forklift operator, I came around the corner too sharp. The clamp of my lift caught the edge of a refrigerator. I slammed on the brakes, but it was too late. The entire stack, about 60 feet high, of 10 $1,000 fridges came crashing down on top of my lift and into a subsequent stack of dishwashers. I was terrified. As the second tower came crashing down, I could hear employees screaming, oh no, oh no, oh yeah! And all the other lift operators came out to watch and laugh at the damages. I proceeded to take the walk of shame to inform the damages manager. Rather than fire me, we all took hunting pictures of me holding up dead dishwashers. Estimated damage, $20,000. I've always thought you have to hit those shelves pretty hard to cause that much damage to knock them over. I used to work at a big warehouse store and these things are usually bolted to the ground. Also one of our shelves even had a huge dent in it and it didn't fall over. Not sure how that was allowed to fly, just for safety reasons alone. My little brother and I saw someone make and use a Molotov cocktail in some action movie. We thought it would be the coolest thing ever and determined that we could do the same thing and be little action heroes. Our first attempt yielded disappointing results. Somehow, we neglected to realize that bottles had to be made of glass. Once that was sorted out, we tested our new creation on a big oak tree in the clearing about a mile into a forest behind our house. The bottle full of gasoline exploded just like we expected and burned that 100-foot-old oak tree down in less than an hour. We were amazed but soon became terrified when the flaming limbs began falling off the tree and setting fire to the tall dry summer grass nearby. The fire quickly spread to nearby trees and we did the only thing we could think of to do, run like hell. That inferno burned for about the next 48 hours until the fire department could finally put it out. It destroyed about 40 acres of forest land, an abandoned house, a part of a horse farm, resulting in some freaked out horses and lots of charred fences naturally we never came forward because we were cowardly little jerks but we both went to volunteer for fire departments wherever we lived to atone for our stupidity and carelessness in high school we used to go out to my friend's farm and attempt totally awesome fire-based destruction every weekend our experiment with molotovs began with my friend setting his jacket on fire by pouring fuel down the back while he was trying to throw one incorrectly being set on fire helps people learn I can't say that I ever messed with fire when I was younger, outside of the occasional fireworks. But when I hear stories about people doing stuff like this, it just makes me wonder, where the hell were your parents? I accidentally blew up a 6,000 gallon tanker truck and demolished the workshop we were in. Damages amounted to about $120,000. Go on... I worked for a company in England that built and repaired tanker trucks. A four-part compartment truck came in one day for the pipework to be replaced on the rear compartment. I had been told that the tanker was clean and vapor-free, safe to work on. I got under the rear of the truck to cut the bolt head off the bottom connecting flange with an assailant torch. As I cut the last bolt, the flange gap opened up about an eighth and a ring of flame came out. Before I had time to react, the rear compartment blew up, which blew out the division into the next compartment and that exploded. All four compartments went off within milliseconds of each other and the front of the tanker blew up and destroyed the truck unit. Luckily, the driver wasn't inside. The top of the tank opened up like petals of a flower and the whole truck jumped in the air. The explosion took the roof off the top of the workshop and the supporting wall that the truck was parked next to. I was actually in the safest place, which was underneath, although I did have to change my undies. Turns out the tank hadn't been cleaned and had just came from dropping off a load. I needn't tell you that that was the last time we ever accepted a vehicle without a vapor-free certification. My father once sold a tanker truck that exploded during a pressure test, killed a guy, sent shrap metal flying into their brand new test building. He was livid and he couldn't figure out how the tanker exploded at 10 bar. Turns out the guy who bought it decided that he could get the truck all the way to the test center so it could bring him a few extra bucks and he used it to deliver gas in a nearby test center. He didn't empty it with water afterwards. Gas plus oxygen equals bang. My friend worked in a seaweed concentrate factory. One of their machines is a big centrifuge and one day, while spinning really fast, it decided to disintegrate. The machine exploded into a hundred fragments of steel, which flew off into random directions, punching holes in the warehouse walls and one embedded itself in his locker as he was running away from the carnage. Some folks are just lucky. This was one of my biggest fears when I used to work at an old automotive factory job. We had a lot of dudes that didn't pay attention to their test stands, and at any moment, something could break off and cause serious damage. I experienced a couple of fires while I was there. Luckily, we caught them in time. When I was in the sixth grade, I caught a dried up tobacco field on fire. I had a knockoff of one of those Rambo knives and for a few days I was high on the thought of being an action hero with nothing but my knife and all the crap stuffed inside the handle. I was trying to show my sister how I could create fire with using just two sticks. When she wasn't looking, I snuck out a match and started a small fire, blew out the match and tossed it behind me. Of course, while we were staring at my small, deliberate fire, flames were rapidly spreading all around us. This was right off a busy highway, and suddenly there were folks all over the place swatting the fire with their floor mats. In the end, a huge chunk of the field was completely charred, and to this day my entire family believes I was able to accomplish all of that by rubbing two sticks together. When my brother and I were four and five respectively, we were being little devils and refusing to go to bed when we were put there. My parents eventually gave up and just went to bed. They were exhausted as they had a dinner party that evening. I promptly went into the lounge and got out my parents' entire cassette tape collection, including the memoirs of my grandmother's escape from Germany in 1939, and proceeded to pull out all of the tape from the cassettes and play with it. My brother, in the meantime, decided that he was hungry and that he wanted a fried egg. In his five-year-old wisdom, he got out an egg and a frying pan and put them on the stove and turned on an element. Nothing happened with the element that he was looking at, so he turned on another one. This time, the heat turned on, and once the pan was hot enough, he started to fry his egg. Unfortunately, the first element he turned on had a wooden chipper board on it, which smoldered until the heat reached my mom's food processor, which promptly started burning and melting. This resulted in a lot of black smoke and fire. My brother toddled down to my bedroom and said, Daddy, why is there smoke in the kitchen? And apparently my dad went from horizontal in bed to vertical and halfway down the corridor in about two seconds flat. The fire was quite easily put out at the expense of my parents' nice crockery that was soaking in the bucket nearby. My dad just picked it up, threw it, plates, water and all on the fire. In the photos of the damages that had to be taken for insurance purposes, there's a sort of twisted black mess of a stove and bench area and then right in the middle of all of it is a perfectly cooked fried egg. I'm just interested to know if they were able to save those cassette tapes because losing that escape from Germany tape must be devastating. Once while I was in college, there was this cute girl I asked to talk to. On the day results came in, I saw her sitting crying. She failed her papers and would probably be sent back. I went and checked the results. Uh, it seemed that she had passed. I ran back to her with the good news. She was very happy. We went back to check the results together. To my horror, I realized I had made a mistake earlier and she had really failed. I was speechless when she boarded the bus in tears. This story is interesting because not all damage needs to be monetary. While in college, I spent several summers working in a salmon cannery in Alaska, and for a few seasons worked on the overnight cleaning crew. These huge industrial revolution looking behemoths that cut salmon into pieces and put them in cans. The final stage of cleaning these involved climbing into the cavity under the machine where the blade assemblies normally sat. It was removed nightly for sharpening. We used thin wire picks about 12 inches long to get any last fish parts out of the machine. Inside the cavity was a big drive arm that drove the part of the machine that fed the fish to the blades. This arm sat right across your chest as you worked in the cavity and made for a handy shelf if you needed to set down your pick for a minute. Of course, one day I left my pick on the drive arm. The line mechanic came in and installed the blade assembly, which consisted of about 16 circular blades, about three times the diameter of a basketball, and which rotated at a ridiculously high RPM as the machine ran. So the mechanic turns on the machine only to hear a god-awful screeching sound as the pick was fed into the blades. It wiped out about half of the blades on the assembly, and with no suitable backup, I took out a quarter of the plant's production capacity for the day. And this was a plant that processed a million pounds of very perishable fish per day. The head mechanic who heroically got this thing repaired by the next day pitched me a lot of crap but never ratted me out homemade bomb when i was nine years old this all happened with my grandparents black powder that he used to refill his shotgun shells a battery powered clock a drilled out light bulb also battery powered with a short fuse that attached to an element and duct tape to a three foot wide oak tree huge explosion destroying the tree and setting fire to the field behind a nursing home tried to put out the fire with my jacket which resulted in me fanning the flame state police helicopters and fire trucks arrived at the scene my grandfather smelt the fire on my clothes and dragged my butt out there to fess up to what had happened ain't doing that crap again lesson freaking learned excuse me uh did he not get in trouble i mean this kid made a bomb i know we go pretty easy on children but i think we should probably keep our eye on some Not me, but three kids went up a hill near where I lived and decided to play with fire. They ended up burning down 40 houses, including mine. Most of the houses were leveled to the ground with nothing left but ashes. The evacuation was quick and many people lost pets and dozens of cars and other vehicles that were also torched. My neighbors were about 12 Mexicans living in one house and they didn't believe in banks and lost all of their money, about $7,000. That was in a jar in their basement. It wasn't a rich neighborhood, but many people didn't have insurance, so people became homeless. The kids in question came from a rich neighborhood and from which I hear had no remorse whatsoever. Neither them nor their parents had to pay a single penny. Kids didn't even get a slap on the wrist from what I heard. I was just a kid and my family had to live in a car for a few days before the Red Cross came and helped us with a motel for a couple of months before we could find another place to live. It wasn't a huge town and with 40 families looking for a place to live, it took a while to find a place. If you're ever looking to give money, the Red Cross is always a good place to give. That and community action. Rich spoil kids not having any remorse for people that make less money than their families? Color me shocked. I almost choked a family friend to death when I was a kid. We were playing around, wrestling and roughhousing, and I locked my arms around his neck pretending to put him in a sleeper hold. I thought he was just acting when he went all limp, so I just kept clinging on his back with my arm across his throat. I had no idea that I actually choked him unconscious. Only my mom freaking the freak out alerted me to the fact that no, he wasn't pretending, and yes, he was unconscious. I'm sure he lost a few brain cells because of me. And people say wrestling is fake. A friend and I accidentally set a park on fire, which spread to an elementary school and a forest. We were too freaked out to call 911 and ended up doing a tremendous amount of damage. A colleague pushed out the wrong image update to every desktop and computer at Merrill Lynch taking every single one out for the span of two to three days. He was fired and sued. I think the company's insurance policy was hit really, really hard. Conversely, one day while I was at uni, I was wasted and on a midnight snack run to the 24-7 BP service station down the road. I was wandering past a playground and noticed some flickering light in the bank underneath the play equipment. I ran over to take a look and there were these lines of fire all throughout the park, like somebody had sprained a kind of accelerant so that it covered a fair amount of it and then lit. I ran around and kicked the dirt all over the fire and put it out, preventing what could have been a tremendous amount of damage. In retrospect, I probably should have called the fire department afterwards in case there was something smoldering, but I was pretty wasted and paranoid. When I was a kid, I went to my cousin's house one weekend. We were playing outside when a neighborhood kid approached us, telling us that the trailer park in the adjacent property was being thrown away by the owners and that we could do whatever we wanted to. After realizing that it was locked, we proceeded to find whatever we could hammers, crowbars, etc. to smash the locks and get inside. After multiple futile attempts to smash the locks, we started trying to find our way in by ripping giant holes in the door. We ended up screwing this trailer up pretty badly before my aunt came outside in a storming rage and stopped us. After being caught and questioned, the kid that convinced us to do it claimed that he was only doing what he was told and that he had no idea what was going on. It was his parents' trailer. This story unlocked a memory of mine. I was at a friend's house and we were trying to play soccer. Well, he was the goalie and I was trying to score. Well, turns out he wasn't a very good goalie because I probably kicked the best soccer kick of my life and it went directly into his back door, leaving a huge dent in one of the panels. I feared for my life after that and it was safe to say that any dreams of becoming a soccer star were crushed that day a friend of mine lived across the street from a courthouse. One night, we went on the roof and started launching bananas at the courthouse with a water balloon launcher. They were all landing on the courthouse steps. Then, the most glorious shot I've ever seen. It started out as a normal shot. But it was at the halfway mark, the banana hit an updraft or something. But instead of going down, it went up. And when I say up, I mean up to the glass dome. High velocity bananas plus glass domes don't mix. The banana shattered a glass panel of the dome. All those years of shenanigans, that was the greatest. Back when I was a dumb kid living in Italy, a bunch of friends and I decided to play hide and go seek inside one of the empty villas in parco. Since the front door was locked and there were bars on the windows, we decided to break a hole in the side of the wall. Once inside, we discovered that laborers who worked for the landlord kept their power tools in there. We went full crazy and completely destroyed everything in that house. One of us came up with the idea if we hit a big water tank outside with the pickaxe, it would explode. After being disappointed by cracking the tank in half with no explosion, we decided the only way we could cause an explosion was to pour gasoline all over the furnace. Before we had a chance to throw the sparkling stick at it, the SPs and Cababineri showed up to ruin our fun. That's it for this video. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. Link at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. It's linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.